Ow! Sorry, had to get it out. <laughs> so that's that's our fun new intro music right there. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Clyde attempting to make mouth noises. I mean, yeah, I it's Clyde going chance. click a plow, and then Tom sneezing or whatever that was. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna remix it, and it's gonna be great. Oh my god, that's auto tune. That's the new intro song. Well, all right. Welcome back. We are in episode four. Um, first episode of the regular fantasy season. Um, so really what we've all been waiting for, because we've just been killing time with the last three episodes. Um, How does everybody feel about uh, their uh, first week of fantasy football? Because I'm devastated. I feel pretty good. I feel I feel uh, much better than I did after the first set of games and after the draft and I kicked the shit out of Dan and I feel pretty good about it. I mean, to be fair, a box of puppies could have kicked the shit out of Dan this week. So don't you dare take this away from me, Clyde. Am I the only one here right now that didn't win this week? Yes. Yep. That is disappointing. Yep. Yep. Let's talk about that, by the way. Because uh, I can't speak for the entire, I'm speaking for the entire league. We all thoroughly enjoyed that matchup you, and how it you ended. Know, I rooted well, the best part. The best part, so Clyde. You have, you have to, you have to mention it. Mention it. Mention it. What, what am I mentioning? How did he lose? Oh he my wants god! You to say that oh I got god. beat by a kicker. Oh my he god! Well, I was, I was, I'm, I'm not even prepared to get there matter. yet. I'm not even prepared See, to be there yet because. I spent the entire time rooting for Baltimore to kick a field goal. And then when they didn't, I had to root for the Raiders to do something to force Baltimore to kick another field goal. Do you know how hard it was for me to root for the Raiders? I mean, you've been rooting for the Chiefs all weekend, so uh, and I felt not that hard. so dirty I had to come home and take a shower immediately. So... Tom, I, I knew you were going to bring up the whole I got beat by a kicker thing. And I have it confirmed from the team who beat me that it was not the kicker responsible for my loss. And I will get to that later because I have some uh, some choice words for my opponent in week one. Um, but we'll, we'll do that later. But let's do, uh, let's do NFL news, maybe. There's some things that we should probably talk about. Like, um, I don't know. Raheem Mostert's done for the year after, what was it, two plays? Two touches, yep. Two touches. So he's out forever, and that sucks for no one, because I think, wasn't he on Joe's team who has, like, 47 other running backs? Yeah, he's got 20 more to choose from. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. But, you know. Oh, if I could take this moment, uh, Joe, I would like to politely decline your trade. Uh, where you get Tony Jones and I take Raheem Mostert off of your team. Uh, thank you, but no thank you. Please tell me that came in after he got hurt. No, that was actually something we had been discussing before this week, uh, and I was hesitant because it was a much larger trade than I had hoped for. Um, I still think there's a way to get this deal done, but it's more than likely not going to include Mostert. But in other news, um, Michael Thomas... Uh, has COVID now, so they just moved him onto a different injury list. 
tell me that, that no one is surprised about this because wow as a matter of fact the only thing i'm surprised about is the fact that he didn't get covid right before he was supposed to come off the ir just to extend it i mean i would have been okay with that because i gotta win this bet with matt so um speaking of michael thomas jerry judy has pretty much the exact same injury Michael Thomas had last year, and he's expected to miss, I think, what, like six to eight weeks? But given how Michael Thomas did last year, let's just call it the rest of the season, because he'll come back and just be wildly ineffective I mean, if uh, there's, like Michael Thomas was. If there's one thing on Jerry Judy's side here, it's he's not as old as Michael Thomas. Not to say that there's a huge disparity in their age, but... I mean, it's football players, years, so... Younger players tend to bounce back more uh, quickly, so maybe six to eight weeks is not that far off. I think it'll also depend on how uh, Denver is doing just in general with their team. I mean, been seeing some predictions they might actually make the playoffs this year. Not sure if I agree or disagree or what, but I mean, if they got a legitimate shot and he is good enough to come back, I think they bring him back. But if they are, you know, if he if it's week eight and they are six and two i i think they leave him on the on the ir for the rest of the season and, and you know take it as a wash so i think for you know fantasy related injuries that's probably it no no there is one more injury we have to bring up and it kind of leads into our bets uh ryan fitzpatrick hip exploded on uh like the second quarter of the football game when Joey Bosa decided to spear him into the ground and then some. My favorite thing about that injury uh, was hearing that it was a hip subluxation and then probably the, having to look it up like I did because I had to probably yeah, look that shit up. The immediate Googling of the word subluxation, which the definition that I found was when something is subluxated. <laughs> Hopeful. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that explains everything. Yeah. Uh, no, basically, I... Ryan Fitzpatrick's hip didn't dislocate, but might as well have and will eventually or something like that. I don't know. Uh, clearly, I still don't understand what a hip subluxation is. Point is, he's not done for the year, but he's probably going to retire is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way he's coming back after that. I mean, he's had a great career kind of hard to say given that he's never really been on a team that's done remarkably well but he himself has helped has done some pretty great things and i think i think it's probably just time and one of those great things was winning a bet for clyde that's true it's that's true are you arguably the last great thing i you know what uh um one, thank you, Ryan Fitzpatrick, for aiding me in this win. I, I want to give you all the praise and the thanks. and whoop, whoop. Uh, Pray for your safe, healthy return. Um, if there is one team that will bring back a quarterback who's been on the brink of death, it's the Redskins slash football team slash whatever they want to call themselves after this year. Uh, they brought back Alex Smith from literal death to play for them they'll bring back Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's worth noting that Alex, Alex Smith was the comeback player of the year last year after his return from that injury. So maybe there's something to say Fitzmagic comes back and uh, somehow does really well. I mean, let's not go too far. 
Uh, I, that does bring up a very good question on who do you think the comeback player of the year will be this year? Because we have two strong candidates. Dax yeah, and who else? Jameis Winston. Uh, because he mm. killed it for the Saints this week against the Packers. Sorry, not sorry, Matt. I, you know, that's a very valid point. I, you know, after watching Dak play this week, I definitely, he, uh, you know, instantly went to a potential comeback player of the year for me. I hadn't really thought about Winston in that way, though I had, uh, and I'll talk about it a little later on, but I was blown away by Winston's play last uh, on one, Sunday. One slight thing that, that, that did scare me, now it doesn't because I've already won the bet, um, Dak has to go up against Joey Bosa next week, and Joey's already killed one quarterback. I'm not saying I'm, I'm hoping that it happens again, but that would be kind of funny. I'm just here for the likes and the fun. I want to see quarterbacks get blown up. Point is, Dan owes me a six-pack. Dan owes Clyde you a six-pack. Tom, do you have any bets with Dan? Because he's paying out right no, now. No, but I, 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 we'll see if that changes by the end of this session. I hope it does because I just love getting beer from Dan, you know, and I love seeing Dan have to pay out to other people because fuck you, Dan. I mean, at this point, I'm surprised, Tommy, you haven't had a bet with Joe over something like trivial, like the smallest little thing, like not who's going to win or anything like that, but like who will show up on the sidelines, which celebrity will show up on the sidelines for no reason whatsoever. No, that gets too complicated. I will. I. I. I'll come up with something good though. Uh, something se- semi semi relevant, but also semi meaningless. Completely off topic. Who else saw that Roger Goodell was partying with Ed Sheeran and Donald Glover? <laughs> I saw that. That was pretty great. Minus Roger Goodell, Ed Sheeran and Donald Glover are partying together. <laughs> like I saw so, that, it was went immediately. Really? There was a lot of people at that game last night, and I'm not surprised because it's Vegas, and who, wh- who who doesn't want an excuse to go to Vegas? That was in Tampa Bay. Roger oh, Goodell was in... Do that one. Yeah, Roger, Roger Goodell, Goodell was in, in Vegas last night. Uh, in Vegas on Monday night, too. Oh, God. Everyone was at that game last night. I mean, you had Steve Aoki there. You had Bruce Buffer. You had Roger Goodell. Um, who else? I think Little John was there. Little, yeah. um, George Lopez was there. Earth, Wind, and Fire was there for some reason. Apparently, they didn't Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire, still alive. Today, I it, learned. That's. I love Earth, Wind, and Fire, but that's exactly what my reaction was when I saw them previewing the game. I was like, really? Huh. Anyways. I mean, speaking of last night, that had to be the wildest finish to a game that I have seen in quite some time. I thought last night that when when that Darren, no, Brian Edwards touchdown to win the game got overruled and then they threw a pick in the end zone, I thought John Gruden's head was going to pop like a grape. I am so surprised that he didn't just like spin right off of the earth with rage. And then like three plays later, Lamar Jackson fumbles and they iced their own kicker. Then Las Vegas ices their own kicker and throws a touchdown. What is that? That's John Gruden football. I guess. He just had to make somebody else miserable and was like, 
I'm going to pick the kicker because fuck kickers. <laughs> also, that second fumble for Lamar Jackson, the one that cost him the game, did you see how careless he was handling that ball? I mean, he had it all the way stretched out in his arm. Like they, he was basically saying, here, take this. I don't want it. That worries me for the rest of the year. I believe uh, that's Joe's quarterback. Sorry, Joe. Yes, I'm sorry, first place team Joe. Give it time. The only other game I think that is worth noting is the atrocity that the Packers decided to put on the field. I don't even think you can call that a game. I'm not. I'm still not sure that this isn't Aaron Rodgers' fuck you tour for the Packers. Like, I'm not sure that the rest of the season won't just be him actively throwing it away from all of his. Like, he'll throw like two or three passes at Devontae Adams just because he can, and then he'll airmail one forty yards into the upper deck for no apparent reason and look over straight at Lafleur and be like, "I don't know what happened." Smile. I'm impressed with a couple of things in that game. Uh, w- the first one being how bad the Packers were. The second one being how much I enjoyed watching the Packers be that bad. And the third being the play of uh, someone I think we're going to talk about here in just a second. So I'm going to toss it to Tom. Um, but I was quite impressed with uh, a Mr. Jameis Winston. You know, yeah, you're absolutely right, Mike. I... I have to I have to kind of like pull my foot out of my mouth here because I do not like Jameis Winston. I you couldn't pay me to draft him. And he just I, I thought he was overrated in uh Tampa Bay and I just never thought he would really am- I thought I thought he was the original Mitch Trubisky, I guess. He was a bust, right? Sure, he could throw really hard, and maybe he was semi-accurate, but poor decisions led to a lot of turnovers. But he threw five touchdowns and zero interceptions this week, and he looked really good doing it. And I just, I, I'm blown away. I have to, I have to give him props. Um, he is the Tom's fantasy men boom of the week. Uh, I, I don't don't know what else to say. I mean, it was just, it was, it was really fun to watch actually. I mean, here's the thing. Did he throw five touchdowns? Sure. Yes. Is a five touchdown day impressive? Of course. Was his quarterback rating 130.8? Yeah. I think that might be the best on the week actually, but the dude threw for 148 yards. That's all he had to do. Like that, five touchdowns and 148 yards. The touchdowns are impressive. The yardage is concerned. If I had him as my quarterback, I'd be thrilled and a little concerned. So because this, that doesn't spell good things for that offense. I, I don't. I don't know. That that that's that's problematic in the game of itself, right? Like as a quarterback, if I threw for 148 yards without any other information, yeah, it's a bad day. But if I throw for 148 yards and I win by, like, four touchdowns, I had a pretty damn good day. Sure, to be fair, I mean, his completion percentage was 70%. Like, that's Did he Did solid. he throw any picks? He did not. 
Did he fumble the ball? He did not. Did he piss off anybody on his team? I'm sure he pissed off Taysom Hill. Eh. I think he had a great day. I think this is a sign of things to come. I think when he was in Tampa Bay, he was forcing a lot of things. And I think sitting a year behind Drew Brees and Taysom Hill and getting the coaching that they gave him, well, Drew Brees gave him, is going to do an immense amount of good to his career. Uh, I think one of the ESPN articles that they were touting about yesterday was that uh, uh, Jameis Winston's about to get hella paid by insert random team here. Probably the Broncos or like the Jets or somebody that needs a quarterback constantly. Never mind. Future Washington, Washington football team. Yeah. 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 Washington. Uh, he's going to get paid because he's got the talent. As long as he can build off of what he did Sunday where he doesn't throw it to, you know, the other team three times trying to go 80 yards down the field, he'll be fine. Time will tell. That it will. Yeah, we'll see if we'll see if Jameis can make a return to uh, Tom's. I don't. What do we call it? Tom's fantasy boomer of the. That's weird. What What do we call him that? Just okay, boomer. What type What type of man is this? Um, uh, Locations for boomer near you. What? Please keep Please keep this in. Is that Alexa? Is Alexa talking to us now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alexa wanted to talk about boomers, specifically baby boomers, for whatever reason. That is amazing. Okay, Thanks, boomer. Alexa. Okay, boomer was uh, <laughs> the color card. Stop saying it! Goddamn! Stop saying it! I want to see if it'll happen again. Um, Tom, what what type of fantasy man is Jameis this week? You know, I wish I had a really witty way of saying this, but he's just the Tom's fantasy man boom of the week. He's a dreamboat. He's Tom's the one. Dreamboat. He's the guy that Tom thinks about in his dreams. He will be tonight. So, who's the nightmare? I yeah. mean, I feel like I feel like we all know who this is going to be, and if you don't, well, you're just silly. <clears throat> uh, Tom's fantasy bust of the week is going to Aaron Rodgers. We already talked about this game. We've talked about it probably more than damn near anything else in this episode so far. Uh, dude choked hard. I don't know what happened. Did he do it on purpose? Did he not? Hard to say, especially given the fact that he was the MVP of the league last year. But he sucked. Like, and not even, not even, it, last season, Aaron Rodgers threw five interceptions the whole year. He threw two interceptions on back-to-back plays. Maybe he should have shown up for training camp. Shots fired. I'm not convinced that the resident Packers fan in Matt wouldn't agree. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, no, he did that shit on purpose. I've seen Matt's team. Matt has other concerns he needs to address. But we'll get to that in a moment. That being said... One of my predictions for next week is that Aaron Rodgers has a bounce back week because if it was not intentional that he was just atrocious, I think he now in his mind has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and he's going to show everyone who, who remind everyone of who he is. 
if you if you need some facts to back this up, he's playing the Detroit Lions on Monday night. So they not only gave him the worst team in the league, but they gave him an extra day to look at that tape and go, huh. Wow, they really don't have anybody on that team worth a damn. Yeah, I think he's going to do just fine next week. But that said, if he blows it next week, this is all a stunt. We can all pencil him in to be the next host of uh, Jeopardy whenever they decide to undo that fuck-up. Speaking of fuck-ups... Speaking of Aaron Rodgers ruining teams. Let's look at some teams he ruined this week, starting with Eddie. Well, that kind of brings us to uh, the next portion. I mean, the main portion of the podcast, if I'm honest with you, for probably most of the regular season is going to be, I don't know. We don't have a segment name yet. Matchup Madness, Matchup Roundup. I don't know. Give us ideas. Uh, For this week, I'm going to call it Matchup Madness. And uh, first is going to be Eddie versus Eric. Eddie in the usual losing position. Wow, buddy. Con- this is conveniently uh, I I think I think Aaron Rodgers had a hand in that as well. He absolutely did. I mean, I'm not saying it's 100% Aaron Rodgers' fault, but it's 99.9% Aaron Rodgers' fault. 3.6 versus Russ Wilson's 26. Whoo, buddy. Not good. That's it. that being said, if you look down the rest of his roster, he did pretty good. His defensive players were pretty shit, especially at the D-line and the DB level, uh, or linebacker level. His DBs were actually pretty good. His line, his linebackers and DL, she had to bed too, but I think 100% this loss goes to Aaron Rodgers for Eddie. With a slight assist from Derrick Henry, but that's splitting hairs. I mean, here, here's my thing, right? Like, I, I know everybody expects Derrick Henry to have 40 points a game every game. He got 10 points. He gave something, right? Aaron Rodgers gave you three. Three and a half. That is very, very true. I if he gives it's... 20, if he gives you 20 points and either one of your linebackers shows up for the week, you win this game. I mean, you look at it, He had a linebacker get .5 points. Uh, I I can't That's, tell you how hard that is to do. He got a half a tackle. So, if you give Aaron Rodgers 20 points and a couple extra tackles, that's a win. So, I mean, I there's, also, a, there's a lot of good things to look at at Eddie's roster for going forward. I also love that he was the first one to pipe up with some smack talk in the chat this week. Coming in with his hurt so terribly horrendous Amari Cooper dad joke that I had to ask somebody to explain it to me. Eddie, don't listen to him. I loved it. I loved it. More dad jokes. Give me all the dad jokes for the entire year. If you can make your team name a dad joke, even better. I mean, I think the thing that's going unmentioned here, uh, we're talking a lot about Eddie's team, why Eddie lost Aaron Rodgers. Um, We're not talking about why Eric won. And Eric won completely due to his running backs. Now, Joe Mixon got 25 points uh, on 29 carries, 127 yards, four catches for 23 yards, and uh, a rushing touchdown. Like, that's a great day. And yet Christian McCaffrey, 
who Eric got with the third overall pick, by the way, had a better day with no touchdowns. The dude had 98 rushing yards on 21 carries, which is pretty good. But then he had nine catches, nine for nine, for 89 yards. What Here's is the stat line. There's no touchdown. It's just 27.7 PPR points of greatness. And I, it's... This you, is the right now. This is the best running back stable in our league. Do you want to you want me to explain the McCaffrey situation? He is a constant 100 100 player. He could get 100 rushing yards and 100 passing yards every day. The problem, and this is why Joe didn't pick him, is there is a chance that he will go down for multiple weeks at any given time, and I mean any. He could go down for a COVID. He could tweak his, uh, what did he tweak last year? His leg or his neck. He could get another concussion. Like there are so many reasons why he could drop at the drop of a hat. But when he's healthy, that's what you're looking at: a hundred yards in both receiving and rushing. Doesn't even need a touchdown, man. That's that's the scary part of McCaffrey. I mean, talking about Joe, you know, if we hop on over to Joe versus Carlos. Uh, in what I expected to be um, a close matchup, and I, I think, you know, wound up being fairly close. Um, his first round pick in Alvin Kamara, 18.1 points with a touchdown. Like that, just to, to give you an idea of how ridiculous Christian McCaffrey is, Alvin Kamara has a touchdown and like just around half the points. I mean... For Joe this week, it wasn't about his running backs. It really wasn't. I mean, he has some good ones, but that's not one in what won him this week. His wide receivers played out. 23.7, 31.9, 23.8, That is a hell of a good uh, wide receiver core right there. You know what I think is the scariest thing about Joe's team right now? is the points he also left on the bench. I mean, the guys he started did great for the most part. You know, Carlos Edwards Hilaire could have been a little better. Kareem Hunt on his bench, 17 points. Mike Williams on his bench, 22 points. Guys, we might be in trouble. And I think I picked a really bad rival for the year. You know, here's the thing. I completely agree with you. His bench looks awesome. Um, I, I just, first of all, Jalen hurts with almost 30 points. Like, good Lord, man. You, if you look at his team though, he's, he's not playing Jalen hurts over Lamar Jackson. Although maybe he should consider it based on the stat lines. Um, everybody he's got in right now is pretty much stuck in there with the exception of Debo Samuel. Cause he's not doing that shit again. 189 yards on nine catches and a touchdown. And that's with a fumble, by the way. So we should have had an extra two points. Like, great showing. That's not every week. And who the hell... I, I have no idea what goes on in the 49ers offense from this point forward. I don't think anybody does. You know, think- something we didn't mention in the top is that Joe's sitting on Antonio Gibson here, who I think has a shoulder injury right now. I know he practiced in full today, but he's a little banged up. Um... Antonio Brown's not going to get you 24 points a week. It's just not going to happen. He's going to do well. I like Antonio Brown. I'm mad that Joe has Antonio Brown. Joe, let's talk trade. But 
he's not going to do that every week. I think Joe had a wonderful week. And I'm saying this knowing that I play Joe next week, I guess this week, and I, I need this to be true because I'm, I'm hurting. I need a win. And I picked a real bad time to play what I believe is the current first place team. I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong because I want you to have to send away that belt this year. I don't care who it goes to. I don't care if it doesn't, if it comes to me or if it goes to Joe, I would actually, I would personally drive it to Minnesota. So part of me hopes it goes to Joe or we could make him come down here and get it. Joe, get down here. It'd be preferably just comes over to my place and stays with me for another year. But I mean, if we're just throwing names out there anywhere, but Mike, that's where I'm at. You know, Carlos is going to get mad if we don't mention his team. And we only talk about Joe. So, I'm gonna, you know, let's humor Carlos a little bit. Um, no, 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 no. Dak Prescott I, did well. I had a whole thing ready for how well Carlos handled this game. Now, I can't say that I was a part of any of the chains of text between you and Carlos. I imagine there were several hundred fuck yous written throughout the weekend. But I can only tell... I can only imagine how he watched that final game uh, and how it came down to the fourth quarter and he was still down three points. I can only imagine how many times he wanted to strangle uh, John Harbaugh for going on for going forward on fourth and one in the red zone or in the uh, field goal range. I, I, I really just kudos to you, Carlos, for not like, just trying to strangle somebody in the middle of the street because you were losing by like two points for an entire half. Do you think Carlos played me? I did. Did he not? He played Joe, hence why I mentioned him here. Oh, I thought he played you. No. Did you play the other Medina? Yeah, I lost to Caesar. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. Oh, my God, Mike. I'm so sorry. I spent the entire weekend thinking you were playing Carlos to start the season. I played Carlos in a different league, which is probably why you think that. No, but also no. because both of these two teams are like CA Medina, and it's confusing. And change your goddamn usernames. It's so confusing to know who I'm trying to talk to and trade with. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now I gotta look up who fucking Carlos played because God. Damn it. Joe, damn it! He played Joe. Just go to the matchups. I'm just all you gotta do is look at the matchups. The other team is right there. What, How are what you navigating? The I thought he was Come playing Car. I thought he was playing Caesar. Anyway. What you should be talking about is how Carlos had to sit there and watch Darren Waller get 19 targets, only catch 10 of them, only 10 catches. For 105 yards and a touchdown with 26 and a half PPR fantasy points, and still wasn't enough to top Joe. You know, you know where he fucked up. You know where he fucked up. He bit hard on the same thing everybody else did, and every dynasty league I was in on Elijah Moore. No, no, I he's on the Jets, Carlos. Elijah Moore's on the Jets. You don't trust that. Ever. I mean, I don't know. You know, he got he got a catch. 
no, 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 it was a catch. That stat line right there tells me you don't trust the Jets no matter who's playing. The Jets are going to jet every year. Here's the thing that I don't understand that I would like Carlos to explain to me. You decided to play the Jet. And you had on your bench somebody I liked a lot as a waiver pickup in Jalen Rager who I didn't even know was on your team until I went to go like make a waiver claim. And then I was like, damn it. What the hell? How is this dude on a team? This dude shouldn't be on a team. And yet there he is on Carlos's bench with 17.66 points. And underneath him is Jalen Waddle with 16.10 points. And then Jamar chase, Mr. Oopsie dropsy with 20.9 points. And if you had only played Jamar chase instead of Elijah Moore, we are having a different conversation because you beat Joe by, like, Mm-mm. slightly more than a Clyde. Nope, nope. He loses by a Clyde. Does he lose by a Clyde? Yep, because you add 20.2. Mm. Either way, it's a much more respectable showing. Actually, it, it may be a tie. It may have been a tie. He had a 20.9? Yep. Yeah, it's a tie. Do you know how much I would have loved that? Oh my god. That would have been amazing. So there it is. I mean, Carlos, you start Jamar Chase and uh, you tie in week one. Like, you know, every Bengals team ever. I mean, they tried hard this week. They really did. And then they had to get a rookie kicker that knew how to kick the football. Tell us how you really feel. It can't be that easy. I swear to God, the Chargers do this every year. It can't be that easy. Let's talk about Tom. Tom hasn't said anything in a minute. Let us talk about Tom. I kicked the shit out of Dan this week. Again, box of puppies. Box of puppies. You kicking boxes of puppies? Essentially what he did all weekend. I would never. Are you saying, wait, are you saying Dan is as cute as a box of puppies and that Tom just assaulted a box of puppies? Yes, Dan is as cute as a box of puppies. His team also played like a box of puppies. I think a box of puppies would have done better. You know what's really bad? I look at his team and I try to figure out where he fucked up. His team didn't do bad. It just didn't do any, no one did any good. I mean, it's kind of the story of Dan's season last year. Just pretty much playing at the floor. Every player just hit their bare minimum expectation. I mean, he had, I'm looking at his lineup right now. He had two, three players, four players go over their expected points and all of them were IDP players. No, I mean, really, you look at his bench and every one of his, uh, almost every one of his bench players played out. Christian Kirk got 24 points. Corey Davis got 26 and out two thirds. Cole, Cole Beasley got 14. Tyson Williams got 18. And then you look at the players that he actually played 10, 10, 10, 12, 12, 10, 10. Like, uh, I mean, Roby Anderson's the perfect epitome of this, right? Roby Anderson got one catch for 57. Robbie Anderson? I thought it was Roby. I'm. Almost positive that it's Robbie Anderson. It is I mean, 100% Robbie Anderson. 
Let me take that back. You look at Robbie Anderson, who got 57 yards and a touchdown for 12 and a half points. I mean, yeah, Dan Dan has some recalibrating to do from the bottom of the league. And I love it. Dan is at the bottom. More on that later. Uh, Tom, things happened for you. Yeah, I was pretty happy with my team this week. I think one of my biggest downfalls last season was not making the right right choices on who to sit and who to start. And I think for this week, I did a much better job, save I can't believe I should have actually started DeAndre Swift, but hey, crazier things have happened, right? Yeah, although you can't play DeAndre Swift in the wide receiver spot where you had Mike Evans. No, but I could have taken either of my flex players, replaced him with it, and then put DeAndre Swift in a flex. I, for one, can't believe you actually started Nelson Aguilar, and I would like to know how you got that idea. I think it came down to I did not trust DeAndre Swift, and really the rest of my bench players in my mind are not starting caliber at the moment. Like, you know, I have both David Johnson and Philip Lindsay and I drafted both of them because I was unsure of who would be the starter on that team. Guess what? I was wrong on both of them. And secretly I love Nelson Aguilar and I think he's great. I think he's just not been on a team that really utilizes him the way he needs to be utilized. And Let's be real. Anytime somebody like that goes to New England, they end up doing really well. Yeah, I mean, not a bad call. Probably would have started Swift myself, but you still won. Um, and that's what matters is the Ws. Uh, something I did not get against Caesar uh, by three points or so. And as Tom alluded to earlier, I lost largely due to Justin Tucker's kicking influence. Which, Caesar, if you want that as a team name, go for it. But as Caesar pointed out to me, he started Randall Cobb as a wide receiver. Randall Cobb got just enough points to beat me. 4.3. In that spot where he started Randall Cobb, he had originally had Odell Beckham, who was declared out like three hours, two, three hours before the game started. This afternoon game. And he didn't actually switch Randall Cobb in until like probably 20, 30 minutes beforehand. Now, as he and I are shit talking yesterday, he tells me that he's recently been diagnosed with ADHD and is taking Adderall. And it is because of that Adderall that he paid attention enough to remove Odell Beckham from his lineup and put in Randall Cobb thereby securing his victory. And I suggest that Caesar Medina is taking performance-enhancing <laughs> drugs and this win should be vacated. No. I'm pretty sure... I, I mean, I don't know the rules in the NFL, but I don't think... Uh, it is actually a performance-enhancing drug. There's been multiple players that have been suspended about this. For for which specific drug, though? Oh, I forget which ADD drug they, they get taken. But they started testing them for ADH drugs because it helps them improve their eye-hand coordination during games, and that is against the rules. All I'm saying is I am putting an asterisk on week one. We're going to circle back around, and I'm going to come back here, and you're all going to have to listen to me complain about the drug influence in this league. 
You know, honestly, I'm, I'd rather you die on this hill than on the I hate kickers hill because I love kickers and I was just prepared to sit here and argue about how kickers are, it's best to keep kickers in this league. So if you want to fight the performance enhancing drug fight, you go right ahead. I mean, I'll do that at the same time that I'm fighting the ban kickers fight. Ban kickers until we have punters. That's where I'm at. And I would like to point out to the rest of the league, and Mike, you're not allowed to cut this out. Mike has now lost at least two games thanks to kickers. One of them was a champion or a playoff game, championship game, playoff game, playoff game. So I think kickers are Mike's kryptonite, and that's why he wants them gone. I'm pretty sure I also won a championship based solely on like a 17 point kicker. I just don't keep track of those because ban kickers. Caesar also had some other decisions that contributed to his win. Whether or not they were influenced by performance-enhancing drugs, I guess we'll figure out later. Uh, but he started Tom Brady, who I think we discussed much earlier on in an episode that he got Tom Brady in like the 17th round, which is just bonkers. So Brady's got like 33 points. Dalvin Cook did pretty well. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins really cut into my kyler murray's points quite a bit so that was a smart start not that you're not going to start him tyler lockett and keenan allen did great for me my running back stable though i mean my first two picks round one round two ezekiel elliott and aaron jones managed to get me like just around 10 points which is really not what you want from your first and second round picks yeah but let's be real that's going to be more of a fluke than it was anything Dallas needed Zeke to throw blocks, and he did a great job at it. It sucks that it comes at the cost of. So, so, not not to interrupt you on purpose, but but you did was... interrupt me on purpose. I, I am, I am. Uh, there, there is this idea that he did it for the best of the team. Two things can be true: he did it for the best of the team. He also sucked. Both those statements can be true. He sucked. He was awful. He looked awful. He played awful. He scored awful. He did what he had to do to help that team win, but he looked awful. I mean, he looked pretty good to me. He's playing the best run defense in the league. He's in there for pass blocking purposes. And I heard today that they had called like 28 run plays that uh, Dak audibled out of due to the look. Um, you know, I'm hoping selfishly that, uh, it's a fluke, but probably not. I mean, I was not super stoked to draft him when he came to me, so we'll see what happens there. Last but not least, let's talk about Clyde. Clyde versus Matt, the main event of the week. I mean, this was hyped up for like two weeks prior. You and you guys have been going back and forth, sending gifts. I mean... I can't speak for Matt, but there was never any intent to fight on my behalf. But I will say, I thoroughly enjoyed beating down on that team this week. It was the highlight of the week, watching him lose as spectacularly as he did. I, I like that you won't even him. say his name. Nope. You won't even say Matt. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. The disrespect nope. that you continue to show. Oh, oh, it, it was bad. This entire week was bad. 
uh, because I was waiting for one of our teams, one of the two of us, to just implode horrifically. And uh, I am very happy to say it was not my team this week. So, uh, Matt, uh, be better at fantasy football, man. Your team is awful. Not as awful as Dan's, but pretty awful. I would argue that Matt's team, based off of this first week, is worse than Dan's. Looking oh, at, shit. Looking at both their rosters, the players that Matt has that actually did really well, also on his bench, Sterling Shepard, Melvin Gordon, never going to happen again. Sammy Watkins, it was only 13 and a half points. It's the most points he'll get in fantasy all year. I'll take that bet. Six-pack, done. Um, it happens every year. Sammy Watkins has a great first game, then he sucks the rest of the year. So I find this all to be really surprising, especially given that we were all a little worried about how good his team was looking. Granted, still waiting on Michael Thomas to come back. Matt's got Michael Thomas. Matt's got Saquon Barkley. So his team is going to be great in week eight. T- tell me how well Sa- Saquon did this week. Uh, 3.7 PPR points. He got 10 carries, 26 yards, one catch for one yard. Tell me where that's improving over the next couple weeks. He might get 12 carries on Thursday. Are they, They're playing Washington this weekend, right? Or this Thursday? That's correct. It's another pretty good run defense, so he's probably not going to do much. <sighs> yeah, there's a reason why I avoided him in any league I was in. I, I, I'm not arguing that uh, Saquon's not a great athlete. I think he is a stellar running back. I have absolutely zero faith in the Giants. And you can call this bias all you want, but the proof is in the stats. I mean, you're right. The proof is in the stats. And the proof says that you won this matchup, Clyde, because of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. It's sickening. It really is. It's sickening to say it. But yeah, you're right. You're right. You're not wrong. Devontae Adams did me nothing. Thanks, Aaron. My uh, Ty, Ty, Tyrell Williams did nothing. Thanks, concussions. I, got, I was going to say, he got concussed. Yeah. Um, I would have been better off playing, I don't know, you or Tom this week than uh, Tyrell, really. Um, but you know I what? I mean, I also, I also would have been concussed if we're keeping track. You know, you know who won me this week, hands down? Chandler, pay me my money, Jones. Five sacks. Three sacks in the first quarter. That man came to play. Chandler Jones with 30 points as a defensive end? Yeah, that's player of the week material right there. I don't disagree, but you're not getting 30 points from Chandler Jones again. I don't know that Chandler Jones comes to to play for 30 points again this year, but I'm saying he'll have a couple of 15-pointers. He's going to come back and get some more sacks. I think he'll get to at least double-digit sacks, probably probably in the 12 to 15 range, somewhere in there. I mean, we'll see what happens. IDP is weird, and uh, it's, it's always somebody. There's going to be one every week who like just blows up. And you uh, you got lucky this week. Maybe you'll get lucky again. And like uh, Landon Collins will have 14 interceptions or something. 
Well, shit, it'll be better than the one tackle he got me this week. That it would. He had a rough day. So that about does it for week one matchups. Looking forward, we've got me versus Joe. Um, and I'm projected to win right now, but that means absolutely nothing. So we'll see what happens. I, for one, am quite nervous, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. We've got Dan versus Eddie in what I didn't think would be the matchup of the week, but appears to maybe be the matchup of the week. And also, I can't pick a better, like, matchup than Fueled by Spite and Clyde's Glorious Beard, which I think may have also been Fueled by Spite at one point. It's always Fueled by Spite. So that's projected to be fairly close. Not super close, but fairly close. I mean, I think closest matchup of the week goes to Tom versus Eric. Yeah, I'm a little anxious about this one. I was watching last night. I had both Marquise Brown and Josh Jacobs playing in last night's game. And while I had already solidly won my matchup for the week, I was looking at the first week standings and I needed the two of them to have solid games to put me into third place for the league so far. And that person I had to pass was Eric. So now we get to go head to head and we'll see what happens. I look forward to it. Then we've got Matt versus Caesar, um, which I think is the nobody cares of the week, except for Clyde who just wants to take a shit on Matt more. When Caesar beats him, because Caesar's gonna beat Matt. Like, I mean, Matt, do something with your team, or you're gonna lose to Caesar. And I can promise you, from experience, it's gonna be a bad time. You gotta understand, from my perspective, his team no longer matters. That's how. That's how bad that beating was. I no Wait, longer so the, care about Matt. The I need season, a new rival. The season-long rivalry is over. And we won. I think a 50-point victory in week one is uh, he's going to have to do something to prove to me that he's worth that rivalry. Wow. Okay. I am hey, shocked. You can talk shit all day, but if you can't back it up, what's it really worth to me? Fair point. Can't argue with that. And lastly, uh, week two, we've got Clyde. Speaking of new rivals, you versus Carlos. In, uh, you know, projection-wise, not the closest, but I think since we're shopping for rivals, this might be a good one. Carlos, how you feeling about it, buddy? Me and you this week. Wait, let me let me take a look at that lineup. Let me let me take a look at this real quick. Before I say what I'm going to say, let me look at what I'm up against this week. You know what? I'm looking at it. This is actually a fairly good, fairly good matchup. Yeah, I'm feeling this. Carlos, Carlos, buddy, buddy, old pal. What say you to a wager on this week's matchup? Four pack or six pack versus six pack right here, right now. Hit me up. I mean, I like it. I think you guys should do a bet on the tight ends, if I'm honest with you. You got the two best tight ends in the league, both fantasy and NFL wise, in Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. Uh, Who gets more catches? Who gets more catches, Darren Waller or Travis Kelsey? Darren Waller, because Darren Waller's the only fucking receiver on that team worth a damn. But yeah, I, I'm going to double down on this. Uh, Carlos, me and you, this week, 
Beer bet on who wins. Let's go. On Tom's uh, model here, we got the, the, the teardrop award where uh, <clears throat> Clyde shit talks the person who is last by the least amount, which is not Dan. Uh, I, think it might be, I think it might be me. That, that is supposed to say lost. It is and most yet, it, definitely it, Either you. way, either way, that would be me. So you could do that, or you can shit talk Dan since you're feeling it. I'm also going to shit talk Dan, so, you know, whatever you want to do. I mean, I'd shit talk you, but I think you feel just about as bad as you're going to feel to lose to Cesar in you know, week one? You lost to Cesar? Cesar, who showed up to the draft 15 minutes late. Cesar, who drafted Dalvin Cook over Christian McCaffrey via text. Cesar, who has yet to send us his punishment video. Cesar, who half the time, we're not even sure he's around. You lost to Taco this week. I want you to understand that. I lost to... You lost to Taco. I lost to Adderall. <laughs> Cesar and is as close to Taco as we're ever going to get. Listen, just because his name is Tardy Tacos, just because he has to fry a giant taco, that doesn't mean he's Taco. He's Taco. In Commissioner's Corner this week, which I'm starting right now, I'm going to tell you who's Taco. Dan. Dan is Taco. Why is Dan Taco? Because Dan sucks. Dan is in last place by, I don't know, 30 points? Where are you, Dan? Let me pull up the league standings. Yeah. Dan is in last place by, like, 20 points. So what we have here for a week two matchup is Dan versus Eddie, 10 versus 9. I mean... It's a battle for last place, question mark, I guess. Somebody's going to be completely defeated. It could still also be me. For the record, I am going up against the first place team. It could just be me in ninth, Dan in tenth. For really what would make the best rivalry of all time, I think, is me versus Dan hating each other at the bottom of this league forever. But did he lose to Cesar? I mean, we'll find out. I don't know. When is that matchup? Tom, who is your taco of our league this year? Is this is this our new thing? Is this what we're doing? Yeah, now we're we're debating on whose taco <laughs> is because I still am adamant that it's Cesar. Who do you think will be our taco? Well, based off of my previous previous uh shitting on Matt's team as being the worst team in the league, I think I'd have to say Matt. I don't really have to shit talk Matt anymore. I got people that'll do it for me. Hmm. That's how low he is on my priority like my, my my priority list. I, I have no people way. for that. I am in no way shit talking Matt for you, Clyde. I do it for myself. I just want to point out that I'm just kind of scanning through the weekly matchups here. And so far, Caesar is projected to win every single one of his matchups. I'm not all the way through yet, but like, was he not predicted predicted to be in first place Taco. after the draft? I believe he was. I mean, I will take this bet, Clyde. 
Assuming that taco means last place. What, for Cesar? Yeah. Oh, fuck no. I'm saying that he's oh. going to taco his way into the championship, though. He'll have a team that he has no idea is as need... good as it is, and he'll win. <laughs> I think we need to establish the definition of taco, because I understood it to mean the worst team in the league, and Clyde just blew that up. No, 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 because taco's team was not always the worst in the league. Taco just had no fucking clue what was going on, ever. Which is what Cesar is doing this year. He has no idea how good his team is, and he will continually win and be like, what the fuck just happened? I guess I keep doing good things. The point is, Caesar is taking performance-enhancing drugs, and fuck you, Dan. Tom, how are you finishing this off? Well, I hope you all are as excited as I am for football to be back. I This weekend was fantastic. A lot of great games, a lot of great matchups in the league. I look forward to more. But as for right now, I'm out of whiskey, so we got to go. Bye.